Welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast designed with your improvement in mind. Our main objective is to help you become the best pickleball player you can be. In this uh, podcast, this week's podcast, I almost said in this video because I'm getting ready to work on a video in a minute, but it is, this is the podcast. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about two different things. At the end, I'm going to share with you during the riff a tool that you already have available to you, but you're probably not using to help improve your game. And it is a tremendously effective tool. It is something that I use in my game. The other thing I want to talk about in this podcast is pop-ups. And we're going to focus on pop-ups in a way that maybe you haven't thought about them before. And that'll be the first part of our podcast today. So if you're interested in learning more about pop-ups in a different kind of way of thinking about them and getting a tool that'll help you improve your game, stay tuned. You've studied the pickleball videos, maybe read a pickleball book, taken a lesson or two, but there's just something missing, something to complete the whole picture. That's where VI Pickleball comes in. VI Pickleball is the most immersive pickleball learning community available today. You can check out more information at wearepickleball.com. See you in the community. Nothing traumatizes players as much as a pop-up. It is one of those embarrassing moments when you pop the ball up and invariably the ball doesn't come back at you. Invariably the ball gets hit at your partner. And so you feel bad because your partner got pegged with the ball because you popped it up. So we're going to talk about pop-ups today, but I want to look at them in a little different light. If you want to look at like, you know, pop-ups can happen because of mechanical errors. So, you know, things like excessive backswing, uh, being off balance. If you watched our last video at uh, Into Pick in our Into Pickle YouTube channel, we did a video where we broke down a rally and showed how being off balance can result in a pop-up. If you want to learn more about the mechanical type of errors in pop-ups and also uh, some ways to reduce the negative impact of a pop-up, and I'm not going to delve into that too much in today's podcast, but there are ways to avoid the potentially damaging effect of a pop-up based on where you hit the pop-up. And then we talk a little bit about how to defend the pop-up. You can go to our webinar at wearepickleball.com. I'll link to it in the in the uh, description below, in the show notes, I guess they're called, in the show notes below. I'll link to the I'll give you a link to the webinar replay. You can check that out there. What I want to talk about today is I want to talk about intentional pop-ups. Now I know they may not be intentional. You know, you're not intending on hitting a pop-up, but I guess the way to look at it is: Are you intending not to hit a pop-up? And what I mean by that is, are you hitting the ball with some sort of intentionality that is other than it resulting in a pop-up? And let me give you the the sort of the paradigm here is in rec play, a lot of times when I'm out and about and doing my thing on the courts and I'm looking around at rec play, I always like watching players and kind of see what's going on. What I see a lot is I see what you could call, I guess, the intentional, unintentional pop-up, which is basically where a player will simply hit a ball high and in the middle over and over again. And it's not that they're intending to pop it up. So in their mind, they're not thinking, well, let me pop this ball up and allow it to be slammed. But they're also not thinking about, can I not pop it up? Or can I hit a shot that is other than this one, a shot that maybe the opponents won't have such a hard time slamming back at me or my partner. And this is really what what we talk about when we talk about an intentional, unintentional pop-up, which is where players are playing reactively or playing without intentionality in their strokes. So rather than trying to hit a dink, say, uh, and you know, like a, like an unintentional pop-up would be where you're trying to hit a dink. So in your mind, and you set up your body and do everything, and you're trying to hit a dink, 
and you happen to hit it farther, you know, higher and deeper, so farther uh, back to where it can be attacked than you originally intended, that would be an unintentional pop-up. The intentional unintentional pop-up is where you're not really thinking of a dink. You're not really thinking of a drive. You're not really thinking about anything other than getting the ball across the net. And what ends up happening is you end up hitting balls that are attackable by their by by the, the trajectory that you're hitting them. The uh, manner in which you're hitting them, the manner in which they're crossing the net is basically resulting in balls that are easily attacked by your opponents with little thought to how can I avoid that attack from happening. So what you want to ask yourself next time you're playing, if you're, if you're being subjected to a lot of attack or being slammed a lot by your opponents, is am I hitting balls that are intentional, unintentional pop-ups, or are they in fact mechanical error type of pop-ups like a backswing or I'm off balance when I'm hitting him. So my mind is saying hit a dink or a third shot or some, you know, or a drive, something that is not easily attackable, but mechanically I just, you know, didn't execute it. That's one, one route. In other words, you have to go down that path to fix those things, right? Whether it's the backswing grip pressure sometimes can be a problem too, when you have the unintentional pop-up or Am I hitting shots that don't have intentionality to them? In other words, shots that are not intended to drop in, into the non-volley zone. Uh, you know, I'm back at this on the baseline after the serve and the return has happened. I'm hitting a third shot. But instead of hitting a third shot drop or a drive or a lob or something that might make sense uh, to neutralize the advantage of my opponents, I'm just hitting the ball over and over and over again into an area where my opponents simply are just volley, ha- volleying it hard or slamming it at me and my partner very difficult to win that way. So what you want to do if you're doing that is first, make sure that you're trying to hit the right shot. And then if you're still popping the ball up, even though you're trying to hit the right shot, then you can work on the mechanical fixes that I mentioned earlier. You can check out our webinar and also the videos uh, on YouTube that we have on that, on fixing the pop-up mechanically. But first things first, you got to hit with intentionality and avoid the intentional, unintentional pop-up. If you're interested in learning more about a tool that you have in your pocket right now, guarantee it's in your pocket, it might be on your table next to you while you're listening to this, that'll help you improve your game. Stay tuned. You'd like to help your friend or family member learn how to play pickleball, but how? Now it's easy. Pick up a copy of Play Pickleball, A Beginner's Guide. It's the most complete guide to playing pickleball. Available as a digital download or in hard copy at intopickle.com or at Amazon. Let's keep growing the sport. Let's talk a little bit about self-improvement and a tool that you have available to you right now, probably, that will help you greatly improve your game. So, you know, you can take lessons to get better. You can go to clinics. You can uh, join something like VI Pickleball, which has really good content to help you understand how to play the game, understand the concepts of the game and things like that. But at the end of the process, you're going to need to implement what you've learned. You're going to have to be able to actually do it on the court. And translating what you've learned into action sometimes can prove challenging or difficult. Pretty much everybody listening to this has a tool available to you right now. It's in your pocket, on the table, somewhere near you. That, or maybe you're you're listening to this on there, which is your phone. And so you're you know all pretty much all phones nowadays have a camera on them. They have a recording ability, sort of like camcorder ability, uh, so that you can record movies on them. And the cameras are of great quality, so you can use your phone to record yourself playing. What that does is that provides a feedback loop to you 
showing you how you, what you're actually doing when you're on the court. And I'll give you a, a brief sort of war story to illustrate what I'm what I'm what I mean. There was a, I was working on a video for the channel for the Into Pickle channel with the, the third shot drop from the backhand side, and that's something that I've been working on uh, for a while. And I've been trying to uh, shorten my backswing. If you follow Into Pickle, you know that backswing is, is a killer, and we talk about it a lot. But so I was trying to shorten the backswing on my backhand side. I had my camera set up, ball machine, feed me balls. I'm out there hitting. I'm thinking it's awesome. I'm shortest backswing I've ever used. Feeling really good about it. Finish the session, come back upstairs, plug in the camera. Um, put it, I didn't even look at it on the court because it was so good. So I come up here, I plug it into my computer. I watch it, backswing. And not just a backswing, a big backswing every time. Without the video, and my, my brain was telling me, you, you had no backswing. You did great. When I watched the video, the truth was I had a huge backswing, which is what I'm trying to eliminate from the shot. So again, the, the, vi the video is what gave me the feedback, right? The feedback loop, if you will, that my backswing was too great. So the next time what I did was set up camera, set up machine, then hit a few balls, right? You can hit 10, 20, 30, something like that. Then stop machine, go to phone, look at video, uh-oh, still too much swing. Okay, shorten it some more. Now really, and it's uncomfortable because it's a shot that I'm, I'm changing my shot. I'm changing my muscle memory. I'm changing how I hit. So it takes some time to shorten it more, shorten more, shorten more, till I get to the point where the video is telling me, yes, that's what you want. So now I can drill repeatedly with that knowledge that I'm doing it short. At the end, still checking myself to make sure you don't slide back. But that video feedback loop is really, really, really critical to making sure that you're not just understanding what you need to do, but that you're actually doing it when you're playing. So highly recommend that you use your phone. You can buy a tripod if you need it. They're less than 20, $25 on Amazon. You can get a standing one or one that you can put on a fence. The, the, the podcast doesn't really set up well to, to tell you how to, how to, you know, exactly how to, how those things look. But if you search them online, you'll find them. Uh, there's all sorts of tripods that you can check out to set it up to video yourself for $20 or $25, the best value in terms of your uh, feedback loop. If you want more guidance on what, what it is that you can do to improve your game, if you want a coach's eye to take a look at it, CJ Johnson and I at VI Pickable have a video analysis program that we've launched where we'll basically take the video from you about 10 minutes. We'll take a look at it. We'll break it down. We'll, uh, we'll highlight the areas that we believe you need to work on right now. And then we'll do a 20 minute coaching conference with you, go over those points. You get to keep the recording of our call with all the points that we've pointed out to you on the video. Uh, so it's super valuable tool for your improvement. So if you're interested in that, you can reach us at coaching at wearepickleball.com and we'll send you the information so you can get that done. But the video analysis, whether you do it yourself, you use us to do it, um, is really valuable either way. Something we highly recommend. That's it for Pickleball Therapy this week. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Remember to try and video yourself. Again, whether you use VI Pickleball or not, video yourself out there when you're playing. It's really going to help you play pickleball. And when you're playing, focus on intentionality these next couple of weeks. Make sure that the shots that you're hitting are intentional. If you miss mechanically, give yourself a break there. That's perfectly fine. But make sure that you're hitting the ball with some sort of intentionality. You have some sort of idea as to what you want to do with that ball, no matter how it ends up. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, share it with your friends. Remember, if you liked it, they probably will too. Be safe out there.